Hey everyone, this is the first episode of our podcast called Shooting the Breeze. It's our goal is to have a episode every week and we want to in the future have one person per episode and they'll say they'll say what the main focus of the podcast will be in that episode. For this episode, we're going to be having a variety. I'm Kashik and that's Abhishek and we're going to be in every episode. <laughs> <laughs> really? You think we're going to get every episode? Yeah. What if, I need, what if I need to take a sick day? No, you're not allowed to take this. Oh, uh, not allowed? Okay. No, uh, definitely not. We got a health plan? Oh. No, no. You don't deserve health care. Is a plan just don't get sick? or? Yeah, pretty much. That's fair. No, yeah, I get mm-hmm. it. What about holidays? Christmas, what's the working policy? Uh, You're not allowed holidays. Really, we're not allowed holidays? No, so no, just like, you. Just you. Oh, just me, just me. So you just... get Christmas off. Mm-hmm. No, okay, that's fair, yeah. <laughs> I might as well just be working with Amazon, considering I'm getting these hours and no healthcare, yeah? There was a big, uh, like, what is it, antitrust case in Congress a couple of days ago, right? Was Amazon out yeah. there, or was it just the big tech companies? Amazon's considered a big tech company. Okay, okay no, come on. They're a delivery <laughs> service, and you know it. Okay, Let's be but... real here. No, no. I mean, at this point, you might as well call them a tech company. That's it's okay, what are they not really the delivery. Because uh, I mean, the really? only other tech they have is stealing our privacy with, and like the Alexas. Yeah, that's but that's still tech. That's that's, that's still tech. That's not real tech. That's still tech. Um, that here's arguing semantics. Now. I mean, if Amazon can steal privacy and then Facebook steals privacy, I mean, then the answer is privacy. No, but like that. Facebook's whole shtick is that they steal privacy. You know, Amazon's whole shtick is that you can get something delivered from very questionable sources very quickly, you know? Yeah, but also compromising on your privacy. Sure, no, but the privacy they compromise on is like credit card information and, you know, shopping habits. It's not every day, you know, listening to what we do. I mean, if you have... Fa- Facebook not, leans more into that. I mean, if you have an Alexa, you're screwed regardless. Just don't ever use it. That's the move. Oh, yeah. You can just do that. Yeah, like who who buys Amazon Alexas anymore? Uh, most yeah, I think I think they have a very strong market share. Okay, well we're getting off topic here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, no, but was Amazon actually at that thing? I didn't, uh, I didn't yeah. catch up with them much. It was the four CEOs of uh, Facebook, Amazon, Apple, and then Google. I see. Okay. Yeah. And mainly it was Facebook and. Google, that was really under fire because of Monopoly-esque behaviors. So, I mean, what really, though, how much is Google and Facebook? I can see how Google and Apple are tied together. Did, were they, like, drawing connections saying that all of them were bunched up into one big Monopoly? Or was it just sort of separate things? I mean, they all have Monopoly behaviors in some kind. Like, Facebook, they bought uh, Instagram, which is probably one of the sure. biggest Monopoly moves you could make. Yeah. Um, Apple, it was more so because their app store is very uh, controlled. And because of that, it's considered like you have a monopoly on your own platform, at least in comparison to Android. So that was another part of it. Essentially, since Apple has to regulate their like their entire uh, store, that consists of a monopoly? Well, no, because like Apple also takes a 30% cut on pretty much everything that goes through their store. I see. Uh, of all payments, all subscriptions, even if 
they had nothing to do with it, it's 30% for them. And on top of that, there were some arguments about how they like removed a parental control app and then made their own like controls trying to kill off the competition. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I assume Amazon came under fire for like, you know, um, allowing less than reputable salespeople on its, on Amazon, you know, cause like, especially with the whole, uh, shelter in place and like people stocking up on sanitizers and stuff. I knew, uh, Amazon came under fire because they like, they let random people sell, uh, say, okay, we'll sell you 10 gallons of sanitizer. And then, you know, no one had to deliver. Uh, Amazon's was about how, since they control what's promoted and they make their own products too. So they can push up how their products are seen, you know, like the whole Amazon basics and their own companies, those get promoted while other companies don't, uh, don't get promoted. So there are a bunch of, uh, allegations that Amazon is suppressing their competitors to make their own products get, uh, more money sales. Interesting. Yeah, for Facebook, they really focused on Instagram. Oh yeah, I assume. Which is probably why, you know, how TikTok's being the whole argument that TikTok's getting banned now, right? Yeah. Because of privacy reasons. So one of the cons- um, options for TikTok is for a company to buy it from you know the Chinese owners of it. Yeah. So there are some people saying Facebook would be a good option. What if they buy it? That makes them look a lot worse in terms of uh, them as a monopoly on social media. Yeah. I mean, when it comes to social media, though, that's sort of, you're always going to have like a bunch of rivals, right? And it seems like for Instagram, especially Facebook's like whole takedown of it, it seemed more... Uh, uh, less of like trying to make a monopoly, but more of just a smart business move, right? That was their argument. It was some bit of, would they really have survived? Does it really make, like, does it really count as a monopoly move to buy Instagram? But if they bought TikTok as well, it doesn't look good. Which is where like Microsoft comes into the picture, picture because they're like publicly say that they're very much looking into buying TikTok given the president's approval, which is still up in the air. Well, you know, Trump's been, uh, has has had less than favorable opinions of TikTok in the past few days. Yeah, but that's because of its Chinese origin. At least that's what's argued. Yeah. But there's still, there's still some uh, members of the Trump administration who are saying even Microsoft powers the Chinese Communist Party. I think that was Mike Pompeo who said that. So it's still really up in the air. There's a chance that. TikTok just might be fully banned from the United States altogether and will not see anything and other competitors will just eat up its user base or Microsoft might buy it. It seems to make more sense that uh, TikTok just gets like banned or outlawed, but I don't expect it to be rolled out properly because, uh, you know, other countries have also done it. Like, I know the biggest one was India, right? They mm-hmm. completely banned tiktok uh on phones and like any clones anything like that even with vpns it was extremely difficult to like bypass their ban so i know that they really went hard on banning tiktok um i think that like if 
you know, America tries to ban it, probably we're just going to get like a bunch of competitors. Yeah. That just uh, pop immediately. Instagram and YouTube are already trying really hard to do their version of TikTok. YouTube, I don't know how that will work out because they've constantly tried to compete against other social media. So, you know, like YouTubers can do stories in their in yeah. YouTube now, which it's been a toss up. Interesting feature. Yeah. So I don't know how a TikTok version integrated into YouTube would really help it. Yeah. But Instagram is like the obvious place for people to, you know, move to. And they're, of course, you know, brand new apps that are now coming to take up that user base. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fair. Well, I don't really, I'm not much of a, a TikToker, you know? Yeah. TikTok is an acquired taste for most people. I'm, ter- I'm absolutely terrified of those, like, you know, those, uh, uh, sorry, have you seen those, like, romantic TikToks? Those ones creep me the hell out. Romantic TikToks? It's like, it's those videos of, like, these dudes just randomly smoldering. In the meanwhile, it's playing, like, some sappy love song. And he's like, oh, hey, babe, I got you that your favorite food. And it's like, who makes these? Who, yeah. Who, who, who thinks to themselves, this is a good idea, and people will appreciate the work I put into this. TikTok has it's such a fun. variety in terms of their user base. There's some people who make some really good, well-edited content, and it goes on TikTok, and... They do great. And then there are other, let's say, more superficial <laughs> uh, creators on TikTok, which, I mean, they've already built their following. So for the most part, it'll probably be fine. They've got a big fan base, you know? Yeah. Pretty much like the only people who watch them are only their fans. I, I think that's what the fan base means. Yeah. No, 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 no. I mean, like, you know, niche TikToks where it's like, um, this is just sort of, uh, you know, out, out of left field, but there's one, I remember apparently there was like some big furry thing in TikTok where, uh, there was like, they were like doing stories and stuff like that. Um, like actual playing out, uh, you know, different tales. It was super weird. I didn't want to look into it for obvious reasons. I think all social medias have these corners that most of us will rather not look at. <laughs> True. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Going back to the um, <clears throat> the, uh, the antitrust thing. Did I bring up this? Uh, like how uh, Amazon, Apple, and like Netflix, they were kind of making their own. How they were treating like television, or was it sort of, or like not television, but like streaming as a service? Because that's also, I feel like, a big part of Amazon, and then I think growing for Apple, you know. Yeah. They have, I mean, like, all those new shows. Uh, I don't know how much. Carolina. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what, the Morning Show, I think that's called? Pretty sure. Yeah. All I know, Jennifer Aniston, uh, Steve Carell, cool. Make a show, I don't care. Yeah. Um, I don't know I don't know how much Amazon really takes part of its streaming. Like, Amazon Prime, most people use it because they have... Like, sorry, Amazon yeah. Prime... Yeah, sorry. <laughs> so, it's not really their selling feature, because also their interface for Amazon uh, video is horrible, and I hate using it. I mean, it's not bad per se. I'd say like it's it's rough around the edges. I think it's it can use some work, but they're also definitely seeing a lot more uh, popularity, and they're definitely taking steps in. They're trying to grow the the platform. Yeah, like, I don't know if you remember last year they did a really expensive project. Uh, it was for the show called uh, I believe it was like Onward or something. 
uh, anyway, it doesn't matter what the premise of the show was. It's something to do with like time travel. But the way the show was made is like they have people act and then they draw on top of them. And so it comes out sort of like a, a comic book style when you're watching it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That was like a really big project for them. And then, yeah. you know, the newest, their newest hit show is The Boys, right? That I, I heard seems about to struck chord with a bunch of people. There's also Tom Fancy's Jack Ryan, which is their, their original. Dude, I can't. It's just Jim. It's literally just Jim. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Jack Ryan. You're, you're, you're done for here. That's the biggest, like, move for all the streaming services. They're trying to do originals. Yeah. Uh, that's Apple's wholesale. All, like, everything that goes on Apple TV Plus is all Apple uh, exclusive, which yeah. works, but also it doesn't because they don't have that much to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but, that's, but that's where, like, Peacock comes in, right? Since it's probably one of the most... What's uh... Peacock is the NBC one again? Yeah. Uh, it's their logo, right? Their logo is the Peacock. So that's like that. And the only reason I think it's this big is because there's a free plan, which none of the other streaming services have a good free plan. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, see, that's the thing, though, where it's like, is Peacock just another competitor? Is that, unless it's got a lot of, I'd say popular shows. I, I don't know much about Peacock, right? But with uh, with Netflix, you had shows like big ticket ones like The Office and Friends like up until a few years ago. And that really sort of stole a bunch of revenue from other smaller streaming services. And so in this case, it's essentially just become like cable, right? And we've got like 10 different streaming services like Hulu, Amazon, you got Netflix, you got your Peacock apparently. It's just, is Peacock going to be uh, enough to, is it something that can survive like these tech giants, or not tech giants, uh, entertainment giants, you know? Yeah, but I think it can, just because it's, you know, NBC, and that they've had a huge stake in this anyways. But their whole thing is, you can, you join, they get the user base because it's free. I mean, it's free, why not join it? You lose nothing. Sure. And then you get the ad revenue, but then there's also two plans above that. There's the Peacock, I think, plus is the name of it and that gives you access to their whole uh library of content and then there's peacock ads free which is i think ten dollars a month which is gives you whole content no ads was the um was the office nbc do you know i don't remember but i do know they have parks and recreation they have snl so and that's for free too okay. so yeah. it's like doesn't hurt to join they have, but... Yeah, okay, so it looks like The Office was an uh, NBC show. So that means that if they can get The Office and they have Parks and Rec, that's already like two of the major shows that have been keeping these services alive, especially Netflix. Mm-hmm. If they lose Parks and Rec, they're going to take a big hit, right? Yeah, I, I don't know. Those are pretty, pretty bad up until now. Netflixes? I mean, like, um, if you think about it, right, uh, there's really only two originals that I've been, uh, that, uh, that I've seen. Because you know the reviews for them were okay. Uh, there was the old guard, the one with uh, Charlie Theron. I'm not to say her name. Mm-hmm. That was a really good one. It was pretty interesting. It, it was a good watch, right? Uh, and then there was the one with uh, Chris Hemsworth, where he's a super buff dude and he's like John Wick and he's a military guy. Yeah, those uh, extraction. One. I think it was called. Yeah, right? that's the one. Yeah, that one was also pretty good. It was like in the style of. It was just like a really good action movie. Mm-hmm. Everything else though has sort of just been. It's not. It's either bad, 
or it's just it's got like a very uh, small it's not nearly getting as much attention as they want it to like i know that one of them was uh the, like their uh i forget what it was called i think it was like enchanted or something like that yeah uh, last year they released one from like in the style of futurama and the simpsons in like a medieval kingdom and then there's one called the dragon prince which was it was apparently really good but not many people watched it so i remember my brother watched that one actually I think so, I don't know. Seems nobody watched it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's like things like Thirteen Reasons Why. True. Uh, what's another really popular one? I think The Umbrella Academy is one of the newer ones. That's also. Yo, what about what about Tall Girl, the best Netflix original? <laughs> there's a bunch of ones that I've watched that just really good. I think they just make so many that they're about there's strange things in Netflix original. I'm pretty sure it is. I changed my mind. Yeah. Wait, no, but Stranger, but season three was pretty bad, wasn't it? I have not watched season three. I don't even watch, like, all of season one. Uh, I mean, season one was, like, it was pretty good. Uh, season two kind of just, it felt all over the place. Season three was just, yikes. Yeah, I mean. Like, if you're, unless you're a diehard fan of the show, it's not that great. I've been meaning to watch it, but. I don't spend that much time on Netflix anymore. I just kind of watch YouTube at this point. Just easier. Yeah. And that's like, people have been sort of shifting away from, you know, sticking to Netflix and like NBC and all that stuff. They've been going to, uh, to YouTube, right? Like I know that because, especially because of like how expensive some of their plans are, it's a lot easier just to watch like free episodes on like Disney XD app or whatever. Yeah. You know, I mean, the kids, the children, you know? True. <laughs> and there's YouTube kids. I think this YouTube is better for me because one, I always watch YouTube videos on like 1.5 to 2x speed. So I just get a lot more information, which is generally, I generally watch very information dense videos, but are still entertaining. Yeah, things like that, but not that. <laughs> um, and that just makes it easier to go on YouTube and you know, stability of so much more content. Like, I mean, Netflix has a huge backlog, but it's nothing compared to individual creators creating their own small pieces of work. And I think that's just, you know, how technology moves. Sorry, now you're going to have to explain this one to me, Chief. <laughs> well, like, you go from cable TV to the like, subscriptions, and then there's YouTube. It's just, it's kind of changed slowly. I don't know if it's a fair, say, to transition from Netflix to YouTube, because Netflix is still huge. Yeah, but it's also been their whole plan has been sort of, uh, you know, they'll soak up like massive, uh, they'll lose a bunch of money to keep like exclusives and then sort of drown out their competition. But now at this point, uh, you know, other competitors are popping up. So I think Netflix is right now in a very critical stage of how they're dealing with things because if they can't keep people, you know, hooked. They're going to start losing customers very quickly. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they also weren't earning as much. I don't know how recent this was. But they weren't earning as much as they predicted to recently. I'm sure that report was before pandemic and quarantine. I don't know how that's changed those numbers. <laughs> okay. Um, they provided third quarter revenue guidance of $6.33 billion, below analyst estimates of $6.4 billion. All seven. You know what's actually, like, one of the big names in tech that sort of, like, I, I, I haven't heard anything of them being grilled in Congress about it, but uh, uh, Boston Dynamics, they've done so much work with, like, the, have you, have you seen those videos of, like, them uh, bullying the robots 
and they gain sentience or whatever. Yeah, there's <laughs> Boston Dynamics is still not as big as obviously like you know Apple or Microsoft. Well, no, yeah, it's true. But it's because they're, they're not really growing, business, right? It's like a it's a research thing. Well, now they are. They did you see their newest robot spot? Uh, it's the the dog. Right? Yeah. So you can buy Spot now. Like really? you or I could just buy him. I mean, we don't have the money to buy him, but technically right, wait, wait, wait. speaking, hold on. Let me let me look this up. I think it is fifty thousand dollars to buy Spot. Yeah, okay, it's a mere fifty thousand. You know, sorry, seventy five thousand dollars for spot. one Spot. Well, it's an interesting website. What is yeah. right for you? Explorer seventy four point five k, and yeah. then you can get extra things. Okay, so let's just be safe. Let's get let's grow this podcast. Let's get about one hundred thousand listeners each, or mm-hmm. one hundred thousand listeners. Then we get each of them to donate five bucks. We buy spot, and then we pocket the rest. That sounds like a move. That's, That's our goal. Plan. That's the All goal. Right. Save up to buy spot. Yeah, and the thing is, the seventy. I went around seventy five thousand dollars. Spot by itself is not very useful because you yeah. buy a battery, you know, another battery, which is five thousand dollars. The char- another charger is um almost two thousand dollars. <laughs> to get the care is fifteen thousand dollars. The tablet is four hundred dollars. You're a tech veterinarian, Poggers. And the whole thing with uh, I think Spot was you could have like a it's somewhat modular. Like there's things you can attach to the back of it. So it can, you know, yeah. carry things. And I think there's a, like a crane slash arm mechanism. And that itself is going to be like another $20,000. So True. this is $75,000. But I, it's still not a profitable, like, endeavor. But if you want one, you can buy it. Yeah, sorry. The, the LiDAR plus awareness for, like, Spot to be smart is yeah. $35,000. Easy. I'll go check the couch for some loose change. We're chilling. Yeah. And it just it's just creeping people out so much just Dude. how spot looks. Look, okay, I'm just gonna say it, alright? The only reason I'm not terrified of Boston Dynamics right now is because they need to be plugged in for many of their so- things to work. <laughs> if they put solar panels on these robots, I'm out of here, dude. I'm done. <laughs> They're taking over, you know? That's the next step. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, damn Alexas. <laughs> <laughs> Alexa hacks into Boston Dynamics bot and then just controls the world. You can hire an Alexa to like beat someone up, figure out what they got you for Christmas. Wait, apparently one of the uh, arguments for a use of Spock is a spot, not Spock. Um, Spock, hell yeah. <laughs> we got Star Trek here. Is entertainment. You can program it to dynamically move. <laughs> can you imagine a world where dancers are just little robot dogs? Wow. I'd rather not, but thank you for that mental image. Yeah, just imagine every instance where you've seen a dancer, everyone. Sure. And imagine a very thin, robotic yellow dog. I can look this up, you know? I know yes. what the dog looks like. Yes, but imagine as a dancer. Oh, never. Oh, that's different. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Wow, I feel I feel real silly now. Mm-hmm. I bet you do. <sighs> it kind of reminds me yeah. of the like the reaction to the spot, right? 
Reminds sure. me of the reaction that the robot Sophia got. I forgot how long ago it was. Sophia, what's that? It's the one. It's the one robot where they made her look extremely lifelike. And oh, I don't like that. Okay, all right. It, it just it did not make people happy. They were just they were just scared. So I mean, technology-wise, it's really cool. The first result is from 2018. The yes. second result is the Hydra Sophia. Or however the, you're supposed to say it. I don't know. I'm not a history buff. But I'm going to go with the first one since that sounds more like a robot. Mm-hmm. So the back of the head is, you can see the wiring and mechanics. And then the front is as realistic of a face as they could make it. God, that's freaky, dude. I actually hate it so much. Why? And they tried to make it so it can emote. And it just... It's really cool that we can get to that point, but there's a one step beyond that. And what if at some point people were not able to determine what's a robot and what's a human? Like, oh, I mean, that that's not a conversation for this podcast. Okay, we can <laughs> we can barely get the beginning down. All right. <laughs> oh, man. This I feel like. Okay, uh, I, I think the article mentioned it too, but let me. Uh, I'm gonna send you this image, right? For some reason, so this is robot actually reminds me of that thing from uh, the movie Ex Machina. Do you have you ever watched that? Parts of it, if I remember correctly. Yeah, well, if you if you remember the poster, this robot looks exactly like it. It's freaky. Wait, Sen, I don't think I've seen it. Well, uh, if you're uh, if you're listening to this, imagine not knowing what the image is. You're so you're so stupid. Please keep listening. Uh, oh right! It looks, it looks so. It looks similar. Yeah, it looks so like that. Except, well, except yeah. the neck, I guess, is what the difference is. But otherwise, the head yeah. is pretty much spot on. And that's okay, sorry. This is the uh, the end of the article. Is uh, yeah, you kind of get out of the lab, the future, and you realize something crazy. There is something there in Sophia. Dude, we're actually gonna die to robots. That's the move. It's, it's terrifying. Maybe that's where SpaceX comes in, you know? Just let's move on Mars and let's have let's, let the robots have Earth. And we'll <laughs> We're just moving to Mars? Yeah. Yeah? Cool. Yeah. But then what if the robots come to Mars? Then we'll move to Jupiter. We'll just keep, go- we'll just keep moving. We'll move to Jupiter, yeah? Yeah. yeah. We'll, just, we'll just get crushed by the force of Jupiter before we even get past the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. We're just, we're just going to move there? That sounds like a plan to me. No, see, you're not, you're not thinking about the portals. The move is... Okay. We've been saying move a lot. Yeah. Uh, we, we will relocate to Jupiter as a ruse. The robots will follow us into Jupiter. They'll get crushed into like tin or whatever they're made of. And then we'll circle back to Mars. But we'll, we well, won't they be smart enough to know that that's a ruse and that you're just stupid? No. See, the question comes down to, would you rather die from Jupiter or from a robot? That's your decision. Probably a robot. Yeah. I'd say a robot. Really? Yep. Hmm. No. I Dude, imagine saying, yeah, I died to a planet. Listen to how lame that sounds. Oh, yeah, you know me. I just sort of tripped and I died to a planet. No, that sounds stupid, dude. Listen, if you, get, if you get killed by a robot, oh, yeah, we became such an evolved species that we literally created our own death. That sounds cooler. Dumber, but cooler. What are you going to say? We went to Jupiter because we were trying to escape. No, no, you're right. That just sounds no, stupid. See? That just sounds Why stupid. do you think you're going to Jupiter? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That, that is a point. Can they even get us to Jupiter? 
Can or who? I'm pretty sure they can SpaceX. I'm pretty sure they can get us to Mars in the next few decades, I'd say. Yes. I think I forgot their goal, but they had a very specific year they wanted as in day as a Elon Musk. One had a very specific year he wanted to get to the to Mars. But I don't know I don't remember the date and I'm pretty sure that was pushed back for multiple reasons. Honestly, I'm kind of just hoping that if we do get to Mars, our food source isn't potatoes and Vicodin. Uh, did you watch the, uh, what is it, the, the Dragon, the capsule comeback from the ISS? I did not, but I did hear about it. So, um, <laughs> I remember when I first watched it go up, I thought, like, the spacesuits and everything, that was all for show. Like, that wasn't actually functional. Mm-hmm. But the spacesuits are, like, really sleek. Like, it seems like, you know, aside from the necessities. It's as thin as it could possibly be. Oh, I see it. Yeah. And like, that looks really Yeah, good. I was just thinking, this is just way out in the future. You know, a completely hypothetical. But say there is, like, uh, you know, commercial space flight to, like, Mars or the moon or something. Do you think there will be first class and, like, economy class? And an economy has to use these crappy, like, 60s suits to get there? I mean, eventually, for sure. But, I, I mean, obviously, the first flight, I think it's, going to be economy level but priced as more than first class but i think at some point we are going to get to the point where there's gonna be different tiers of how nice you want your space flight to be that's true we're definitely getting there quicker because of um what's that the Fal- falcon yes falcon yeah. is the one where it's like the just the the ability to have the rocket goes like up and then go right back down without blowing up yeah I mean, that just makes Damn it so impressive. much cheaper, and then we can just get... If it's cheaper, that means it's easier to, you know, go farther. Yeah. And I think their next uh, rocket is, you know, the Starship, which is their one that's going to land on Mars, if I remember. Correctly. Really? That's their project? Yeah, that's the big one. There's um, there's an article I read a while back. I don't know uh, if, like, Elon Musk is going to or, you know, SpaceX is going to consider implementing this. But there was this, um, uh, there, there was this theory, like, a while back, when we were, you know, when scientists were talking about space travel, where it's to fully explore the universe, uh, what people, or, like, what we'll have to do is essentially send out satellites that can, uh, you know, accurately and intelligently mine the planet for resources to build more satellites and send those out. Mm-hmm. I wonder if, if space, like, I remember, uh, Elon Musk, I know he was talking about it in one interview. You know, good luck finding it. There was yeah. one interview he was talking about where he said that they're definitely going to rely on satellites a lot more for space travel. So I was wondering how that's going to play into their um, into their Starlink. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I've heard of quite a bit of it. I think they're getting into beta testing soon, or they might have already done it. I swear to God, I better get better Wi-Fi speeds than... Uh, Comcast. Oh god, we were we were looking at Wi Fi plans and it's it's just it's so annoying. Can, can you imagine they're trying to do a Mars mission? Comcast is like, sorry, I don't know why the router keeps turning off. They're like going straight into the moon. Like, dude, come on, help us out. Yeah. I can I, I can definitely see Comcast doing that. I forgot which parts of I think there's parts of the United States and Canada testing it first, because they obviously they haven't set all their um, uh, satellites up, but once Starlink is 
you know, fully functional, at least according to the prices Elon Musk was first advertising on his Twitter way back when. Sure. This would pretty much change just global internet access. Yeah. And, you know, more information, more access to information, and especially, yeah. like, other, uh, other countries that just generally struggle with a good uh, internet access. That just helps us grow as a society as there's more people with more resources then. Yeah. I think that's that such like again. And it's just Elon Musk's goal in general, just improving different aspects of our society. Dude, honestly, Elon Musk I feel is such a such a terrifying person in that he wants to do all these things, but then he's also crazy as his almost anyone out there you know like just every single thing he's done is it's just a coin toss on like whether it's going to be smart or not i think it's all smart but it's all very all over the place like the amount of criticism he's been under is for his tweets no but i mean like you also have to uh, if you're gonna say smart and like especially for some of his tweets Remember, he t- like, don't wear masks, don't get vaccines. Like, he's tweeting out harmful stuff that just shouldn't make sense, right? It's I just... don't believe it was the vaccines, but it was like he wanted to accelerate reopening because yeah. he's looking at it from a business mindset. I'm not saying it's the right mindset. I think it was just his personal belief that he could make the factories safe working conditions and then. Sure. For Tesla to succeed, they need those workers to start, you know, pushing out the cars. Huh. But he's definitely tweeted some dangerous stuff. I'm not saying he hasn't. <laughs> I just think there's a reason for most of what he tweets, if it's business related. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta preface it with that because if it comes to personal stuff, hey, okay, there's no there's no redemption for him. I mean, I could argue that like. All of his tweets have a reason because he's so good with social media. He gets so much attention and that affection is then directed to his companies. I mean, but like, here's the thing, right? A lot of his stunts where it's like, if he posts memes or something and they're very clearly bad memes, that's meant to get like negative attention, which is, you know, better than no attention. It's still, it's not going to really affect that, that many people who like wouldn't already be aware of it. Right, it's just sort of public opinion. But at this point, people, a lot of people aren't sort of looking into it. They just sort of think he's that crazy mad scientist type. I mean, I disagree. Just because this this whole thing, like, there's no publicity that's bad, bad publicity. Sure. I think for him that works. He just gets so much attention. While you can discredit him as a person, I'm not vouching for him as a person. I just sure. think, yeah, as an, I'm gonna use the word innovator or like businessman he's done so much and his products itself or what he what needs attention like he did it with the flamethrower it's such a stupid stupid thing to sell how much how much did that sell like how many how much money did he make off that let me look that up yeah i mean that that was a fundraiser for the boring company and that's the boring company is such an important project of his because transportation is so important in our daily lives, and if you can make that better, that's a huge jump. It sold but, ten million worth of flamethrowers. Yeah, it's, it's so stupid because they're not good 
flamethrowers. Like, <laughs> not sure who needs a good flamethrower, but hey, you never know, man. Sometimes you've got a really extreme barbecue going on. It's more or less of like a novelty, like toy. You're a fan and you're buying it. That's the reason why you're buying it, realistically speaking. Sure. Or but he's just very bored and you want to say flamethrower. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to say that's not the question. But he uses that attention he gets on Twitter by being this meme relatable, also controversial person, and he directs all of that into making money. Yeah. Better than pretty much any other individual person I've seen. Yeah. Uh, the Wendy spokesperson on Twitter. Yeah, that's actually that's a good point, though. Um, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if it's as important for Wendy's as it is for <laughs> Elon Musk. <'cause laughs> I, I mean, think about it. A good patty melt's pretty much as important as self-driving cars. Yeah, but I think most people already know about Wendy's. <laughs> <laughs> like, Elon Musk has so many different projects. For example, sure. OpenAI. That's probably one of his... OpenAI and Neuralink. Those are both of his really, really big projects. Neuralink? What's mm-hmm. OpenAI? Uh, that's his, uh, I think he's part of it. It's not his own. It's, I think, nonprofit to just see what you can do with AI, but also, uh, essentially growing in a safe way so it doesn't, you know, take over the world. Sure. If you just go on their site, they have, um, so many, like, little demonstrations you can do. There's this one thing where if you give, they don't obviously let, um, people use it because if they do, this can be really misused. But if you give them yeah. a tagline, give them AI a tagline, it'll write a whole article for you. And it's believable. They'll add legitimate proof, like legitimate, you know what I mean? This, they'll make it sound like there's credibility to it, just with one line. And that's, that's so scary, but so powerful. I hear Jupiter's nice this time of year. Yeah, <laughs> probably something we should consider. Have you seen his tweets where it's like um, he'll randomly just talk about like memes or games or anything like that? Like, I know, uh, what is it? What's the new one? Like, uh, Last of Us 2, when it came out, he was tweeting about it and like something were just absolutely stupid, like, uh, you know, retweet if you're Team Ellie or something like that. He was just really a bunch of weird stuff he tweets. Yeah, it's such a variety because it's, it's, it's so like. We go from like the business suites that are super serious, like here's what we're, information from our investors, and then like here's my favorite meme. Please do like my meme. So there's um there's one thing he tweeted a while ago that like actually tanked their stocks a lot, right? Uh, do you remember what that was? Uh, the one That's, I feel like it's a very broad thing to say right there. Yeah, he he but... he's played around with the stocks a lot. The one where yeah. The one where I think the stocks went up was the he's taking test up private. Yeah, a while ago. This is in May. He wrote Tesla stock price is too high. IMO. Right, that's the one. And, and then he got so much shit for that. Yeah. Wait. Um. Sorry. This is just not another sort of silly thing. You, so yeah, and you didn't watch the the event this weekend. Which event? The 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 the, the dragon capsule. No, I did not. I just read about it. At, in the uh, control room, right? Everyone was socially distanced wearing a mask. And for the first, like, 30 minutes, Musk walks in without wearing a mask at all, like, drinking. He's up close and talking to people, right? 
and then like someone like you know gets his attention they and it cuts back he's wearing a mask yeah it's just yeah. it's sad there's so many so, celebrities or youtubers who are doing this they're not setting a good example yeah i remember in la i think it was recently there was a bunch of youtubers who went to a party and then you know they're posting on social media and yeah. i believe the mayor was like you know we're gonna we're gonna really look into taking action on things like this what else is there to do yeah. like these people are just causing people to think there's some realm of safety or no concern and i believe there was another youtuber who called these ones out and only one of them said my bad and everyone else is just like whoa what, what party i don't know what i did yeah i don't know the the one that like really uh the one that I know that caught my attention was where Joe Rogan said in his podcast, like, why are people scared of the coronavirus? And it's like, you don't even need to wear a mask or anything. Just take some Tylenol. And it's just, holy crap. Why? How can you even spew that rhetoric right now? It's just stupid. Yeah. I mean, if people refuse to say what's, you know, what scientists are saying is the truth right now, I just prefer they just don't talk about it. Yeah. At least you're not causing any damage there. Yeah, I know, like, another one of uh, Rogan's tweets, that, or not tweets, per se, but, like, on his podcast, he was talking. And this one also caught, uh, like, a whole lot of uh, guff, you know, for his tough mm-hmm. guy talk. Um, he said video games are, like, they're just bad. Like, you should not play video games. And his example was then, um, and this wasn't just a statement saying, uh, you know, obsession with video games is bad or certain video games are bad for certain people he just said video games are bad completely and, it, and his example was honestly just really amazing he said like uh, if you find a different hobby let's say mixed martial arts I believe that was what he said don't quote me on it you know something like that I remember uh, yeah and he said like in three years right you can earn your like black belts you can earn different things you can start up your school and then, like, you, you can start up your own school. You can make money off of it. And now you've got yourself a job and maybe a side job as well if it's a hustle even. And but what do you, what happens if you're playing video games? If you're playing video games, three years, you're a loser. You're not making any money. And it's like, I, I don't know that that one, it caught a whole bunch of attention because people were saying, uh, you know, that's not, how, that's not yeah. really the purpose of video games. And, like, even if it, the whole thing is, you know, you're not going to make money. There's still streamers and YouTubers who, in three years, have built up a really big name for themselves. More than like, any martial arts artist will ever make. Yeah, like you know, if the if like in three years, if you're, you can probably start like a local school, right? If you're really amazing, you'll be going national or even inter- international. But like with gaming, it's like you'll reach at least a million people in the first year or two if you do it right. Like, and you luck. Know, if you know how to pay. Well, luck. it's a bit of luck, but you can also market it pretty well, you know? Like, Possib- uh, I think, think for a lot of the biggest YouTubers, what got in there was luck and timing. Uh, I yeah. mean, grow more at some point, it's marketing. But that yeah. initial big growth is a lot of, did the YouTube algorithm like you? <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. But that also plays off, like, how, uh, how trendy can they be, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's yeah. like, I, I know uh, there's one YouTuber I watch, He's been, like, doing gameplay videos since, like, I don't know, early 2013, 2012 even. 
yeah. and he's only like 2.5 million subscribers and it's like a slow steady trickle right but then it's like yeah i know there's this one really annoying per- i just really hate this guy uh the rad brad is his name like he makes all those like clickbait or uh, video thumbnails and it's like those ones are just uh they get a lot more attention from the algorithm yeah and also but specifically about joe Rogan, i think his sure. statement a lot of the outrage was when it was taken out of context because the context for that was he was saying he has a huge gaming addiction like for him personally whenever he starts a game it, yeah. it's hours before he can come out and that's that's a legitimate thing some people just get stuck yeah, in no, the gaming so long and it could be a problem but that's the same case with like just binging two Netflix shows and then that's not like doing the same anything thing with anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I think gaming is completely fine as a stress reliever, but I mean, you can, you can try and do it as your job. It's just yeah. not, I'm really not a stable job because there's like, you know, sometimes you might get demonetized and it's just, it is not a stable yeah. job. But I mean, at some point it might be stable, but that's only if you're really famous and, Let's see, that's like a 0.1% of the people who make videos uh, for gaming. Yeah. So gaming Especially it's like a flooded channel since you got like elementary school kids starting their own ones like L plays 5593 or whatever. Yeah, some of the, like the five XXXs in their names. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, yeah, man. Gaming, is, gaming is growing so much. There's so many, it's like so many things right now. There's so many yeah. advances in gaming. Yeah. You know, I don't know, like, easily my favorite thing to, like, think about is just how far that it's come in, like, let's say just the past 10 years, right? Mm-hmm. Like, 10 years ago, we were just barely cracking, you know, having polygons as characters. Yeah. And it's like, to, you know, to see those games where it's like, uh, you know, you can barely make out their mouth on the face. Like, that was something super impressive for games. But now, you know, it's just, um, have you seen the trailer for the for the new Spider-Man game coming out? Yeah, a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just the details and, like, the textures are all running in-game. So it's not even like they process it from a different software or, like, using the same engine. <clears throat> it's actually what it plays like, and that's just... It, it runs well, you know? It's just completely lifelike, and you can see snow, and you can see the breath coming from the mouth, everything like that. This is extremely impressive with gaming, or how far gaming has come. Yeah, I mean, nowadays graphics some really, really high-end games, it's sometimes hard to tell. Is that uh, uh, CGI or is that a really, really cinematic photo? It's... Yeah. We've gone really far. Now, granted, probably the majority of um, desktops and laptops can't run these games super well. Sure. Yeah. But that... Uh, that... That... Uh, my brain... Your brain did. Mm-hmm. I'll pick up the up. Yeah. I was going to say, like, um, something that I know is kind of impressive is uh, Cyberpunk 2077, the development for that. Yeah. Uh, do you follow it at all? Uh, quite a bit. Oh, okay. Poggers. It's like an open world game, right? The whole point is that you enter the city and you got the characters, you got story, missions, whatever. But the point is that it's supposed to be a living, breathing city for you to enter. Mm-hmm. And uh, this really, this one caught my eye when they released the first demo like two years ago. Um, one of the big features is that there's going to be almost no loading screens, or it's going to be hidden through like cutscenes and transitions, right? So you'll let's say you boot up the game, 
like two minutes in, you'll uh, you'll be like uh, driving or something. It'll show like a loading screen, and then immediately after, you'll just be in the city. It's all gonna be rendered. They'll have like pedestrians walking on the street. You know, marketing will change based on how you are building your character. All of that is rendered in real time, and to the point where there's no loading for the rest of the game. That's just crazy. It's probably why they've delayed it like six times already. Yeah, I mean, these games, it's all about, it's literally making people, any more fun for some people. And it's just, it's just cool to see how far it's come. But yeah, um, putting aside just video games and their graphics, there's different forms of gaming. Like virtual reality is huge. Oh, yeah. The, what, the Quest, I think it is, is like one of the, cheaper options for uh no it's so the oculus quest oculus rift are the same price um it's just the 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 cheaper one is the oculus go right that one is meant to just be sort of like for experiences where it's like you're in a roller coaster you're watching a movie or something the oculus rift and quest are like your big gaming headsets it's just the difference is that the quest is it doesn't need a pc to be plugged into yeah. So if you're playing on like the Rift, you'll need to have like a gaming rig of some sort. So that's why I meant like, standalone. That's why I meant the Quest is cheaper because gaming rigs are expensive see, okay. and to no, run those things. Oh yeah, just yeah. you know, just get one for yes, free. Sir. Like why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Convince your friend to go get one, and then you break into their house and steal it. It's that easy. Really? I didn't think of that. By the way, I don't know where your PC went um, to two years ago. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, I, th- yeah. I think like some raccoon took it or something. I don't know. I can't be sure. It's a heavy PC. That's supposed to be one muscular yeah, raccoon. That, dude, that raccoon was shredded, you know? <laughs> pretty, pretty sure it had like some weights at home or something. I, I, I don't know where it went, though. Also, I just think those experience VR sets, the ones where you can go on a roller coaster, are really not great. Like you can do that with, what is it, the Google Cardboard, I think, and you can just put your phone in it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like Samsung did something like that, too, with their S8, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, they had their, like they had a headset where you could control some stuff, and so there were things where it's like uh, you could play horror games or experience things like that. It yeah. was certainly an interesting showcase of like what's how possible. VR is being optimized, but yeah, it's not really that much to do. Do you think at some point everything will be behind like VR or AR, like augmented reality? Um, so I think that with AR, you know, if we go really long run, I think they're definitely going to be implemented. But if we're talking about, let's say, like more recent or, you know, like the present, AR is definitely going to have a tougher time coming out on top or presenting itself as like an actual uh, form of entertainment. Like the biggest one. Right, was four years ago with Pokemon Go, which is <laughs> scary in and of itself. That was four years ago. But if you think about it, like they didn't really delve into the AR aspect of it that much. They just sort of had a couple of models. Everything else was treated like a, a mobile game, which is fair, right? But there hasn't been really a competitor or anything really to show that AR is good, like to show that it's strong. Like the most recent example I can think of is some Harry Potter game. I don't even remember when it came out, but the whole deal that was that you know you could walk around, go fight wizards or whatever. Like if you see Dementors, you know, kill them. Like AR at this point, it still has so much more to prove, and it needs to be applied more. Like it needs to become more popular. For sure, I think at least how I see it, 
I think virtual reality will be more and more used for entertainment, but I don't see AR going too much into the entertainment route. I see AR being really amazing for productivity. There's actually one thing I saw. um, uh, There's something I saw for VR where like some business was, uh, they were doing like VR, like, you know, with the shelter in place, they were doing business meeting and like conference calls through like, I don't know, it was some sort of copy of rec room or something like that. So uh, there might be applications for VR uh, where, uh, you know, it's like if there's international businesses, right? If you mm-hmm. have different business partners, there's an application in that where they can all converse and like have a, they can all be in the same room. You know? I mean, like the biggest issue with that is that VR still relies on like, for the most part, VR still relies on like uh, controllers yeah. rather than like body tracking. I think because... VR is its own world, but AR is yeah. using the world around you. So just for meetings, I could see AR being like, you could just see the faces in like the most popular, like wanted use of AR is Google Glass. Well, let's say Google Glass, but they've done right. <laughs> and no, what do you mean? That was a perfect release. Yeah. We are all using Google Glass to this day. It's a it's a shame they just kind of killed it because if yeah. Google really pushed for Google Glass, I think we would have a usable product on the market. But I mean, Google's just known for seeing what's like throwing ideas and seeing what sticks with the general user base. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like they had a they actually had a solid shot with Google Glasses, but they kind of threw it all away. Yeah, the only company I know has a decent AR solution right now is Microsoft HoloLens. But that's the problem with that is it's is this is a business solution. Like if you're an architect and you want to kind of mess around with your models, I think was a sure. argument I heard for it. And that's really cool, but I think it's $2,000, something like that. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I mean, it just depends on how they can push it. Like, if they can actively make it something that businesses use, like, or if they make it profitable, you know, then mm-hmm. that's definitely going to change the face of AR, as we know, because if it's uh, useful for businesses, then it'll be a lot easier to translate to, uh, you know, to, like, entertainment things like that. I think when it comes to consumers, this might just be me, but I know Apple has been rumored, like, it's almost confirmed that Apple is making their own AR glasses. And I think when that comes out, I think that'll change AR for consumers for the most part. Because mm-hmm. Apple doesn't really do products half-assed in the same way oh, Google dude, did. You can't say that. You can't say yeah. the ass word. Don't do that. Wait, you gotta cut it, man. <laughs> you gotta cut it. Okay. You wanna actually do that? I can do it. Yeah. Uh, no, no, it's all right. No, it's too late. We're gonna do it again because of that. Oh, okay, I guess we're yeah. gonna cut it. Yeah. We're gonna just cut that whole part out, and I'll just re- re- say that. All right. You want me to clap or you want to clap? Uh, I can clap, and then you got to take it up. All right. Yeah. yeah but... Uh, for this one, I'm gonna throw my pillow onto my bed. All right. Sure. Yeah, I know. Like another one of uh, Rogan's tweets, that, or not tweets per se, but like on his podcast, he was talking, and this one also caught uh, like a whole lot of uh, guff, you know, for his tough mm-hmm. guy talk. Um, he said video games are like they're just bad like you should not play video games and his example was then um and this wasn't just a statement saying uh you know obsession with video games is bad or 
certain video games are bad for certain people. He just said video games are bad completely. And, it, and his example was honestly just really amazing. He said, like, uh, if you find a different hobby, let's say mixed martial arts. I believe that was what he said. Don't quote me on it. You know, Something like that, I remember. Uh, yeah, and he said, like, in three years, right, you can earn your, like, black belts. You can earn different things. You can start up your school, and then, like, you, you can start up your own school. You can make money off of it, and now you've got yourself a job and maybe a side job as well if it's a hustle even. And but what do you what happens if you're playing video games? If you're playing video games, three years you're a loser. You're not making any money, and it's like, I, I don't know that that one, it caught a whole bunch of attention because people were saying, uh, you know, that's not how that's not yeah. really the purpose of video games. And like, even if it, the whole thing is you know you're not going to make money, there's still streamers and YouTubers who in three years have built up a really big name for themselves. More than like, any martial arts artist will ever make. Yeah, like you know, if the if like in three years, if you're, you can probably start like a local school, right? If you're really amazing, you'll be going national or even inter- international. But like with gaming, it's like you'll reach at least a million people in the first year or two if you do it right. Like, and you luck, know, if you know how to pin. Well, luck. it's a bit of luck, but you can also market it pretty well, you know, like. Uh, I think think for a lot of the biggest YouTubers, what got in there was luck and timing. Uh, you, I mean, yeah. grow more at some point, it's marketing. But that yeah. initial big growth is a lot of, did the YouTube algorithm like you? Yeah, no, that's true. But that also plays off, like, how uh, how trendy can they be, you know? Because mm-hmm. it's yeah. like, I, I know uh, there's one YouTuber I watch. He's been, like, doing gameplay videos since, like, I don't know, early 2013, 2012 even. Yeah. And he's only like 1.5 million subscribers. And it's like a slow, steady trickle, right? But then it's like, yeah, I know there's this one really annoying per- I just really hate this guy. Uh, the Rad Brad is his name. Like he makes all those like clickbait or uh, video thumbnails. And it's like, those ones are just, uh, they get a lot more attention from the algorithm. Yeah. And... Also, but specifically about Joe Rogan, I think his sure. statement, a lot of the outrage was when it was taken out of context. Because the context for that was he was saying he has a huge gaming addiction. Like, for him personally, whenever he starts a game, mm, it, yeah. it's hours before he can come out. And that's, that's a legitimate thing. Some people just get stuck yeah, in no, the gaming so long. And it could be a problem, but that's the same case with, like, just binging two Netflix shows and then that's not like, doing same anything. Same thing with anyone. Yeah. Yeah. I think gaming is completely fine as a stress reliever, but I mean, you can you can try and do it as your job. It's just yeah. not. I'm gonna say not a stable job because there's like, you know, sometimes you might get demonetized, and it's just it is not a stable yeah. job. But I mean, at some point it might be stable, but that's only if you're really famous. And let's see, that's like a zero point one percent of the people who make videos uh, for gaming. Yeah. So especially it's like a flooded channel since you got like elementary school kids starting their own ones like L plays five five nine three or whatever. Yeah, some of the like the five XXXs in their names. Yeah. Yeah. But oh, yeah. Man. Gaming is gaming is growing so much. There's so many it's like so many things right now. There's so many yeah. advances in gaming. Yeah. You know, I don't know, like easily my favorite thing to like, think about it, is just how far that it's come in, like, let's say just the past 10 years. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like ten years ago, we were just barely cracking, you know, having polygons as characters. Yeah. And it's like, to, you know, to see those games where it's like, uh, you know, you can barely make out their mouth on the face. Like that was something super impressive for games. But now, you know, it's just. Um, have you seen the trailer for the for the new Spider-Man game coming out? Yeah, a little bit of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, just the details and, like, the textures are all running in-game. So it's not even like they process it from a different software or, like, using the same engine. <clears throat> it's actually what it plays like, and that's just... And it runs well, you know? It's just completely lifelike, and you can see snow, and you can see the breath coming from the mouth, everything like that. This is extremely impressive with gaming, or how far gaming has come. Yeah, I mean, nowadays graphics, some really, really high-end games, it's sometimes hard to tell. Is that uh, uh, CGI or is that a really, really cinematic photo? It's Yeah. We've gone really far. Now, granted, probably the majority of um, desktops and laptops can't run these games super well. Sure. I was going to say, like, um, something that I know is kind of impressive is uh, Cyberpunk 2077, the development for that. Yeah. Uh, do you follow it at all? Uh, quite a bit. Oh, okay. Fires. It's like an open world game, right? The whole point is that you enter the city and you got the characters, you got story, missions, whatever. But the point is that it's supposed to be a living, breathing city for you to enter. Mm-hmm. And uh, this really, this one caught my eye when they released the first demo like two years ago. Um, one of the big features is that there's going to be almost no loading screens or it's going to be hidden through like cutscenes and transitions. Right. So you'll, let's say you boot up the game like two minutes in, you'll, uh, you'll be like uh, driving or something. It'll show like a loading screen. And then immediately after you'll just be in the city. It's all going to be rendered. They'll have like pedestrians walking on the street, you know, marketing will change based on how you are building your character. All of that is rendered in real time. And to the point where there's no loading for the rest of the game. That's just crazy. It's probably where they've delayed it like six times already. Yeah. I mean, these games, it's all about, it's literally making people, being more fun for some people. And it's just, it's just cool to see how far it's come. But yeah, um, putting aside just video games and their graphics, there's different forms of gaming. Now, like virtual reality is huge. Oh, yeah. The what the quest I think it is is like one of the yes. cheaper options for. Uh no, it's so the Oculus Quest, Oculus Rift are at the same price. Um, it's just the, the the cheaper one is the Oculus Go, right? That one is meant to just be sort of like for experiences where it's like you're on a roller coaster, you're watching a movie or something. The Oculus Rift and Quest are like your big gaming headsets. It's just the difference is that the Quest is, it doesn't need a PC to be plugged into. Yeah. So if you're playing on, like, the Rift, you'll need to have, like, a gaming rig of some sort. So that's why I meant, like, standalone. That's why I meant the Quest is cheaper, because gaming rigs are expensive. Ah, okay. And to no, run those things... get one for free? Oh, yeah, just, yeah. you know, just get one for yes, free. Sir. Like, why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Convince your friend to go get one, and then you break into their house and steal it. It's that easy. Really? I didn't think of that. By the way, I don't know where your PC went um, to two years ago. I don't know. Oh, okay. Uh, I, th- yeah. I think like some raccoon took it or something. I, don't know. I can't be sure. It's a heavy PC. That's supposed to be one muscular yeah, raccoon. That, dude, that raccoon was shredded, you know? <laughs> pretty, pretty sure it had like, some weights at home or something. I, I, I don't know where it went, though. 
Also, I just think those experience VR sets, the ones where you can go on a roller coaster, are really not great. Like you can do that with what is it, the Google Cardboard, I think, and you can just put your phone in it. <laughs> yeah, and it's like Samsung did something like that too with their S8, I believe it was. Yeah, um, they had the like they had a headset where you could control some stuff, and so there were things where it's like uh, you could play horror games or experience things like that. It yeah. was certainly an interesting showcase of like. What's how VR is being optimized, but yeah, it's not really that much to do. Do you think at some point everything will be behind like VR or AR, like augmented reality? Um, so I think that with AR, you know, if we go really long run, I think they're definitely going to be implemented. But if we're talking about, let's say, like more recent or, you know, like the present, AR is definitely going to have a tougher time coming out on top or presenting itself as, like, an actual uh, form of entertainment. Like, the biggest one, right, was four years ago with Pokemon Go, which is <laughs> scary in and of itself. That was four years ago. But if you think about it, like, they didn't really delve into the AR aspect of it that much. They just sort of had a couple of models. Everything else was treated like a, a mobile game, which is fair, right? But there hasn't been really a competitor or anything really to show that AR is good like to show that it's strong like the most recent example i can think of is some harry potter game i don't even remember when it came out but the whole deal that was that you know you could walk around go fight wizards or whatever like if you see dementors you know kill them like AR at this point it still has so much more to prove and it needs to be applied more like it needs to become more popular for sure i think at least how i see it i think virtual reality will be more and more used for entertainment but i don't see ar going too much into the entertainment route i see ar being really amazing for productivity there's actually one thing i saw um uh, there's something i saw for vr where like some business was uh they were doing like vr like you know with the shelter in place they were doing business meeting and like conference calls through like i don't know it was some sort of copy of rec room or something like that so uh there might be applications for vr uh where uh you know it's like if there's international businesses, right? If you mm-hmm. have different business partners, there's an application in that where they can all converse and like have a, they can all be in the same room. You know? I mean, like the biggest issue with that is that VR still relies on like, for the most part, VR still relies on like uh, controllers yeah. rather than like body tracking. I think because VR is its own world. But AR is yeah. using the world around you. So just for meetings, I could see AR being like you could just see the faces in like the most popular like wanted use of AR is Google Glass. Well, let's say Google Glass, but they've done right. <laughs> and no, what do you mean? That was a perfect release. Yeah, we are I mean, all using Google Glass to this day. It's a it's a shame they just kind of killed it because if yeah. Google really pushed for Google Glass, I think we would have a usable product on the market but i mean google's just known for seeing what's like throwing ideas and seeing what sticks with the general user base yeah yeah i mean i don't know i feel like they had a they actually had a solid shot with google glasses but they kind of threw it all away yeah the only company i know has a decent ar solution right now is microsoft hololens but that's the problem with that is it's is this is a business solution. Like if you're an architect and you want to kind of mess around with your models, I think was a sure. 
argument I heard for it. And that's really cool, but I think it's $2,000, something like that. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, it just depends on how they can push it. Like, if they can actively make it something that businesses use, like, or if they make it profitable, you know, then mm-hmm. that's definitely going to change the face of AR as we know it. Because if it's uh, useful for businesses, then it'll be a lot easier to translate to, uh, you know, to like entertainment and things like that. I think when it comes to consumers, this might just be me, but I know. Apple has been rumored, like, it's almost confirmed that Apple is making their own AR glasses. And I think when that comes out, I think that will change AR for consumers for the most part. I think when Apple does something, they try to release their best version at the time to the market. They won't do something that's not fully functional. I mean, that can be argued, but they won't, they don't do it to the same level as Google, which kind of puts products out half-baked and see what the reaction is. Apple tries to give their best product at the first announcement. And also the general tech community ends up following Apple in a lot of ways. So if Apple releases um, a legitimate AR solution, I think that will either really push people to make some really good AR glasses or Apple itself will just make best i don't know it's to be determined yeah i mean i think that if apple really does get a foothold in it it's definitely it's just going to be like a big monumental shift especially considering you know what they did with smartphones all those years ago Mm -hmm. and you know how they develop pcs and just it's just become a part of like such a such a pillar of our society almost yeah i mean just even look at this airpods and how that design. <laughs> oh God! So you can't many. hear us. <laughs> the memes got the, AirPods the in. Cultural memes of AirPods. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that looks like all the time we have for today. You know, it's still shelter in place, but we've got lives. Okay. Well, that's a lie. Cash doesn't have a life. I have a life. Uh, if you guys would like to hear more, <laughs> if you'd like to hear more, please come back next week for the next episode. Thank you.